Welcome back to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. Today I have the pleasure to be on the phone with Ioni Butler. Ioni is an artist, an actress, and the founder of, of, of Uplifting Content. So very happy to have her on the line. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Ioni. Welcome everyone to the show. Uh, great, great moment to start. Hi, Ioni. Welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Lifting content. Tell tell us a little bit about that page. Um, when when did you start it? I started it in last March. Um, I launched it. I started it with a friend. Um, the idea was that we were going to be a production company that makes um, uplifting content because I just struggle to watch. I struggle watching television. I want to find things that put me in a good mood and lift my spirits. And what I found was the news is just constantly negative, horrible stories about all these things that are going wrong in the world. That bothers me because there's so many amazing things going on in the world and we never hear about them. Um, and then TV shows and stuff, it's always the same type of stories. Um, there's always conflict. It's always about arguments. You always see like these stupid relationships and like people just acting really dumb in relationships. It's like, why don't we see relationships of people where they communicate properly or, you know, where there's just, just, just an awareness of stuff. Um, and so I wanted to have a production company that did that. However, I wasn't prepared for it. Um, the person that I launched the company with was very busy and didn't have the time, didn't have the resources. And so um, for a while it was, you know, just a Facebook page where we were sharing uplifting content. Because I was like, if I can't make stuff, at least let it be a place where, People can find uplifting stuff. Um, and now, uh, yeah, my focus this year is to get more into the content production space. I'm an actress. Nice. Yeah, I'm an actress. I'm, I, I like to present. I like to talk to people. I like to host. Um, and so I want to start. I haven't been doing that for a while. And I want to start getting my skills, bringing my skills to the table to create content. And because I think that's what is my purpose wonderful so like the expression of you and kind of expressing the new kind of narrative we're all forming together i totally am with you on that like mm. watching regular tv watching like mainstream media is possibly okay at sometimes but it's very dulling it's like always the same perspective and angle and kind of keeps us trapped in this perspective of fear like let's be real uplifting content in itself i mean that that name i think is really charming and you you've gathered a very um a very awesome following of people that just really resonate with um, receiving uplifting news into their day, right? Yeah. And, uh, when I first met you, you were wearing one of those t-shirts you made. I think it was Planet Earth. Um, tell me about that. Yeah, so the uplifting clothing line. Yeah, there's, um, I wasn't wearing one of my t-shirts today, damn it, that was stupid. <laughs> Normally I do want to do a live stream. I was like, oh, it's a different live stream. I'm not going to wear it today. Um, but uh, yeah, birthplace, earth, race, human, religion, uh, love, politics, equality. Yeah, so... A clothing line where each um, each month we launch a design that has a special meaning behind it because I feel like yeah being able to you can make a difference you can make someone smile you can make someone think um, just by wearing something that resonates um, and so we've got ones about never giving up um, because I deal with depression it's something I talk openly about the last few weeks I've been going through a really tough time um, and so that one is all about when you're just feeling despair uh, to never give up and, and actually it's kind of so crazy every time I do a Facebook live there's pe people that I like, get messages or people commenting on feeling suicidal and it's so prevalent and um it's just yeah a, a, a friend's brother uh, passed away recently killed himself they think but they're not 100% certain recently and it's just it's just like just never give up don't give up on you um yeah. And so I have a t-shirt for that. And whenever I do feel in these like really dark places, I put that t-shirt on as my like, I only this do what it says on your t-shirt, you know, <laughs> like never give up, get up, dress up, show up and like, just do it. Um, and then we've got another one, which is live your life out loud. And that was inspired by a friend of mine who passed away a couple of years ago, whose motto was live your life out loud. And so in honor of him, um, I've just been doing that, just like going for it, just doing all these things I've wanted to do and just blah 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 and then the other one is a, a universe one about you know I got the universe saying I got you just because I like to just sometimes just give it up to the universe and put it out there and just let whatever comes absolutely. back absolutely I, I think that's 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 why I'm asking you about uh, the clothing line and also about your page and your production company it's like up, uplifting content and uplifting stories I think in the way I see the world is we are the true meaning makers you know the the way we look at the world, the way we inform ourselves and the way we 
kind of interact and, and interpret what's what's being shared. Like we're literally making the meaning in every moment. So why not maybe, maybe take that one extra second every time and make the meaning that actually resonates most with our hearts instead of the like instant meaning that our brain creates, right? Because our brains are so um, fast to judge, fast to jump on things. I believe just in the experience of, that, I, that I made myself the last 30 years, our brains almost can't help um, but make this like fast judgment, right? Because it's like a survival mechanism of, okay, is this good enough for me? Is this something I need right now? But then when you take an extra second, you're actually able to encounter someone with that like more uplifting uh, lens on life. Mm-hmm. The only way that like it, it gets me through darker times is is truly like feeling and knowing that this universe must be conspiring in our favor. I like that message. Yes, yes, I love that message too. Yeah, and you're right. Like a lot. Yeah, there's just so many. We consume so much sort of negative media and content um, that that's what the mind goes to. Like I think eighty percent of our thoughts are negative. Like we have thousands of thoughts today, and eighty percent of them are negative. And it's just like what if we could switch that around and have um, 80% of them be empowering and uplifting and supportive and loving and caring, um, just how the world will transform if we just transform our thoughts. And so I, I, the way I look at it is, what are you consuming? Change that, change your thoughts, change the world. Cool. So let me, let me ask you a couple of questions about your, your personal journey and then, because this is really what I want to use this interview for is how do you, kind of dive into this journey of full self-expression <laughs> every day how it right. <laughs> <laughs> i've had this horrible cold forever <clears throat> it's it's winter even in la right <laughs> it is it's so annoying so i say the last part because i was choking no worries <laughs> well that is that's the, the beauty of a life so the, the last part again how how do you like embark on this journey of full self-expression like living yourself out loud every day like how how do you get in the zone um, I know you're currently working with a book called The Artist's Way. Tell us a little bit of, about this journey of like growth and expression that is really a daily journey. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like so up and down always. Um, the, the reason that I kind of got into this is because I, I would I had to deal with expression, deal with expression, deal with depression on and off. Um, and it brought me down. Um, and when I started to kind of focus on personal development, um, reading books that changed my perspective, helped me recognize what like the thought patterns that I was, I was having and how they were causing all the suffering within me, um, that change started to happen. Um, and so you said, you said, what was the journey? What was the journey? Well, what is the journey? I, I, you, yeah, for sure. Go a little bit into what was the journey so far, but then I'm, yeah. I'm really interested in like, how do you, how do you like tackle that journey daily? Because you're saying you're, you're openly um, sharing the way that depression is part of your life, which I think a lot of us don't openly share, but actually in, in reality, like, I mean, life is like a heartbeat, right? If, you're, if it's yeah. a flat line, you're dead. Exactly. The up yeah. and down is kind of the normal, and it's a good normal when we embrace all the feels, I believe. So I just I really want to understand in a daily kind of spectrum, like when you get up in the morning, make it, let's make it really simple. When you get up in the morning, do you have like a routine that you're like, if I don't do this, I know I'm going to feel worse. Totally. Yeah. And I think that was what was happening. I'd lost my morning routine and it kind of sinks me, kind of puts me on a a downward, a downward slope. And that tends to happen. Like I do really well. I feel really great. And then I stop all the things that I know that make me feel great. So um, a friend of mine had been recommending The Artist Way, which is um, a book about creativity. This woman was teaching creativity workshops, how to get your creativity back and find your passion and stuff like that. And so I've started reading the book and then there's exercises that you you do each week. Um, but the daily thing is um, they call morning pages. So writing three A4 sheets, A4 pages of just whatever stream of consciousness comes to mind um, wow. every single day. And so I've been getting up and doing that. Um, and it's great because it, you're just I'm, I'm putting all of the negative things that are in my head onto paper, just any ram- ram- random rambling mumbling. And today what was great is I had an idea for a video that came up that I really liked. And so I was like, oh, a spark of inspiration has come. Like there is something that I'm productively getting out of it. And so that was really cool. Um, and then for me, I think reading, having good stuff to read in the morning and the evening, um, it's a little bit difficult because now I'm doing like the artist way. And I'm also reading this book called the grief recovery handbook. Um, and it gets to a part, a part where you have to start kind of doing workshoppy things. 
So that's that's difficult to read in the morning and in the evening if you're supposed to be writing and working because you need to do the work. So you jump um, in all the way doing doing multiple things at the same time. Yeah, it gets a bit much. So to to have yeah. to have um you know there's just have a book that and not um fiction. Fiction doesn't work for me. Fiction kind of takes you off into a place an imaginary place, and that's good, I guess, if you need to relax. But for me, I think if you're working on kind of coming out of something or um, growing and developing as a person, going to sleep with um, re- from reading something like that, so that it, working in your subconscious and then waking up first thing in the morning and reading something like that, so it sets you up on your day of like focus and um, just just awareness. I think it's so important. So reading is really great. Um, exercising. Um, I went to, there's a fantastic yoga teacher nice. in LA that I've been going to yoga. yoga class yesterday, just keeping up on exercising, getting out. And my new thing, um, is being in nature more. We were at the event. We were, we met at an event in Montreal. Well, that was full on nature. Permaculture farm <laughs> outskirts of Montreal, two hours, basically North of uh, a Canadian city. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like we were just out in nature, connecting and being around each other, and I, I just felt so rejuvenated from that. Um, and so, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. The, the being. No, I, to- I totally hear you on that. Nature yeah. has this this healing essence. I um, this just happened last night. I had I had a fantastic day yesterday. I'm in um, California in the last three weeks, and I'm just wrapping up a trip here in San Francisco, going back to Victoria, British Columbia, where nature is abundantly everywhere around you at all times. And yesterday I had a, a moment where I was like, oh man, like, you know this, when the energy gets like a little bit stuck. So I went, I went out the door, I went for like a little walk. I was like, okay, let me just move the energy. Like the moment I start walking, something will happen. And I'm in San Francisco, so it's a city. Um, I walk around and then I see this, this tree and I'm like, I know this is going to be totally cliche, but I'm going to go. <laughs> you hugged the tree. I did. I did. For, <laughs> for about two minutes. I just like, I just like re- <clears throat> surrendered all the way. And the funny thing is the moment you like switch up your brain where like you have that, that just self judgment or like, Oh, you're hugging a tree in a city, dude. Like, what are you doing? Probably yeah. the last, the last five people that were here were dogs. So like move on. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but what really happened, I really felt it. It's just this, this surrender of the heart space right so the heart the heart space before was like really crammed and I could feel like this anxiety bubble up in me and the moment I actually hugged the tree it was like all the pain and anxiety that is kind of mostly made up um kind of flows into the tree and within two minutes it changed I was like okay this is this is not so bad after all I'm I'm still as you said a couple minutes ago on this journey where the universe has my back Mm. let me just remember that it actually has my back right yeah 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 that's beautiful I love that I wish so I wish someone had got a picture of you doing that it's beautiful <laughs> it, was, it was dark it was at night um, <laughs> people looking and they were like what is this guy doing but I, um, I started you. to be, be okay with being the weird guy again so that's um that's kind of my journey the last the last years yeah. that's awesome be that weird guy <laughs> <laughs> nice so yeah I I really like asking this morning routine question because I think this is something most people that are listening um including myself, like it's, it comes in, in waves, right? There's waves when you're like, oh, I totally have my life dialed out and like I'm doing the right thing. I'm exercising, I'm breathing, I'm drinking water, I'm eating. And then as you said, like I, that happens to me too. I'm, I'm doing it for six weeks, 10 weeks, and then I drop off with a routine and instantly the life quality gets less. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you just started this new thing. So for me, I, I feel like, it's almost always a new routine. This, this idea of having a routine that like works for a lifetime, um, it's almost an illusion because it, it totally bores me after two months of doing the same thing. I, I need to switch it up. Yeah. How does it, how does it work for you? I mean, I'm so off and on with my routines that it doesn't really get boring. I mean, it's kind of, it's a choice. I mean, if I, if I stop reading, then my moods kind of crash and burn um so as and I and I don't know like there's always a different book that you can read that kind of get that gets me inspired um the morning pages have been have been really good I haven't got bored of those yet I've been doing it for maybe it's only been, I've only been doing it for about a week though um but yeah I think I think it's what what's important to you I mean if if it's working 
then that's 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 what I keep going forward with. Um, maybe finding ways to spice it up or, or, or make it different. Um, doing maybe doing a meditation one morning, doing exercise another morning, doing something. Just do just experimenting with what gets you going, but making sure that you allocate like thirty minutes of time earlier in the morning to do these things, to have these practices. Because if you don't set the time aside, you just won't won't do it. So yeah. so yeah. No, every day I sleep in. That's that's the one part that. That's the one <laughs> yeah. When I sleep in, I miss my morning practice. Very different day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I totally hear you on on the writing exercise. I started something in the new year called the five minute journal. Um, it's literally designed a five minute exercise in the morning. So you write down your uh, three gratitudes right now in the moment. Your three, um, how this day would be awesome, and then your affirmation of I am. And in the evening, you check in with it again, and you yeah. you ask yourself so. Um, what was great today and then also which is a question I really appreciate actually in this like journey of becoming self-aware like an honest reflection like what could I have done better today so the giving yourself a moment of, of realizing okay like I don't need to only pretend life is roses and butterflies um, what didn't work out today right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah so tell me those things again I like the sound of that yeah totally so it's called the five minute journal um, okay. I think Tim Ferriss endorsed it at some point. So it's, 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 it had quite the, the surge in terms of popularity. It's called five minute journal. And the questions are, um, what are you grateful for right now? And it's three things. Then the next question is, what do you want to achieve today? It's also three things. And then the third question for the morning is basically an affirmation. It just says, I am dot, dot, dot. Mm. and then then you can say i am living in a, a universe that has my back right or mm. you could say i am on it to to rock my day or whatever your affirmation for the day is it's kind of like creating your own mantra mm. but the nice thing is that you have like this responsibility to check back in in the evening and it's just a, mm. a one minute 30 two minutes in the evening where you just what was awesome today and so you mm. kind of recap your gratitude in the at, at night time right mm-hmm <laughs> nice like notes. Yeah, we should, we should it fantastic. Yeah. And, and then the last question is what could I have done better today? Right. I like it. I'm gonna start doing that. So so tell me a little bit about, about that for, on your end. Because we we're talking about depression, we're talking about like this this like getting into the space of creating from a good place. Like what's the what do you feel is like the main core for you? Are you just really critical with yourself? Something I can personally resonate with, or is it like how do you where are the mood swings kind of coming from? What do you think? There's definitely certain things that trigger me. Um, it, it's Sometimes it can be financial, which isn't so much the issue to this time around. Um, the world at large, sometimes the suffering is, brings me down. The political climate in America just, just, and it like, it's just, and the sad thing is, I think that it's, for so many people as well. And we're not really registering the negative impact that this is having on us. Um, Just even after the election, like LA was just in shock and mourning. Like it was like a, like a terrorist attack. It was like, it was really painful. And so every time, you know, and I don't watch the news, but I still get stuff trickling in about what's been going on in like politically in this country. And it just like breaks my heart. So that, and so that's, it's things like that. Um, And then just relationship stuff, but it's just my, it's, it's the thoughts. Um, It's the thoughts about, you know, I'm allowing those thoughts to kind of, to to take so much of a hold over me. Um, And then I'm not looking and seeing all the beauty and the joy and all the great things that are going on. Um, And so it's, it's the voice, it's the voice in my head that just like, gets me and and it gets me because I'm not I'm not having a healthy practice of reading or meditating or exercising or doing those things um and I'm just kind of letting the burdens of life pile up um so that's that's generally what happens um the good thing about it though is that I've lived with this long enough to know when it's coming when I'm in that space um and and what to do to kind of move through it and and deal with it um, I think being honest and open about it has really helped. Like as soon as I kind of just say it, um, I feel better. The thing that I've been worrying about lately though, is just saying it too much, like saying it and then being like, 
and I also say to people, you know, allow yourself to feel the feelings and allow it, allow yourself to feel in that place. But what's been worrying me lately is it's like, it's been going on for so long. I'm like, I, I, this needs to stop now. <laughs> like I'm fed up with this now. Stop mm. it. Go away. Um, and I'm kind of at that stage now where it's like, I have not got the time for this shit anymore. Um, you are annoying me. Um, which is good though, because it's kind of, it's, I'm now I'm kind of like just forcing myself at things um, while doing all the work and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think everybody has triggers and it's good to kind of identify what they are so that you can either avoid them or know when they're happening, that this is happening to you so that you take care, better care of yourself so it doesn't affect you in that way. Um, and then, yeah, just having a system and a support network and yeah. things that you know that help get you through it. Uh, yeah, I, t I totally echo you on the support network. I feel like that's also in happiness research on the, kind of the other end of the polarity, like one of the core elements that we know that's like provable that makes people happy is community is when you have actually a family of friends around you that are like, I got your back, right? It's yeah. no matter, no matter how you show up, if you are sunshine and smiling and happy and you have this great message to share with the world or when you're doubting yourself or you're following all these thoughts into a, a deep deep uh, rabbit hole yeah definitely yeah I think that's that's our whole point we're here to connect to connect with each other to love each other and support each other and it's interesting a lot of these groups that the one that we met through and stuff and I see a lot of them online everybody's building their tribe um and uh yeah people need that the community the support the accountability all that type of stuff so find your tribe Exactly. Find your tribe. That's, that's, that's very much the message. And I feel find your tribe. And you, you were saying we met in, at a tribe or a mastermind meeting in Montreal, find your tribe and spend time in nature. So I, I personally have um, a lot of an easier time if I am in this spaciousness that nature can provide. And yeah. as soon as I'm in a city, um, it doesn't necessarily need to get harder. I mean, cities are amazing for so many reasons. And if you're flying high in a city, you always meet the next person that kind of um, picks up your momentum and, and has the answer that you're looking for and wants to produce something with you and creates more content and, and all these, these things. So I, I love cities. Let's make that clear. But also the, the, the negative end of the city experience is I think a lot of people are suffering, and especially on the West Coast in, in North America, if it's Vancouver or L.A. or San Francisco, the, the problems of homelessness and drug addiction that we can feel and see in the streets are kind of, um, I feel they're a burden on society that we, um, we're, we're still kind of pretending like it's separate from us who are living in these bubbles. What mm -hmm. I really truly believe on the inside, we know it's, it's, it's in all of us. It's, yeah. it's a, like a, a duality between living like glamorous or living with less than the bare essentials yeah that can get me at times where i'm like okay so how do we solve this and then i kind of get into uh the, the spiral of i don't know how to solve it so you know <laughs> yeah that's 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 what i struggle with a lot too i drive by and i see people like there's just so much homelessness in la um and it's like i want to help but i don't because i don't know what to do do i walk up to somebody like what do i do um and so yeah it, it's tough it's tough i think um yeah maybe volunteering more i think that might that might help me feel like i'm doing something contribute contributing in some way but yeah it's yeah i think it's a longer journey and i i, I guess everybody who has who has answers who, who, who's leaving comments like go go for it i think it's it's really one of those topics that we at large don't like to talk about too too much because they make us feel uncomfortable mm. but i i guess that the reality is they're in front of us and um, it's like the political climate Mm. I also think they're related, but it's like the political climate is how do we actually start looking at these tough topics and um, know that we are building this earth together. We are like literally creating the agreements that make up this, this, this reality. So how can we look at things in a more uplifting way possibly? Or how can we look at it from a conscious perspective of knowing, okay, we don't know the answers yet, but at least we want to know the answers. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Well, Ioni, let me let me ask you a couple more questions about you. Um, I do I do want to know. You kind of put out your, your dream of in 2018 ramping up into a, a proper production company. I kind of want to know a little bit more about the journey of how you how you got where where you're at now. So, did you dream it all up, or was it like this just kind of opened up for you? Or um, yeah, how did you kind of 
how did it happen on your inside is the question um with uplifting content yeah Yep. So I started it with a friend who um, is an influencer as well. And so that really helped. Um, I had a lot of guidance from him. Um, and so we did it for a little bit together. Um, uh, but he, it was just it was just very difficult. He had such a crazy, crazy busy schedule. And so it was a lot of the time it was me uh, figuring things out and figuring out what works on Facebook and what people like to see and stuff like that. Um, and then realizing that a viral video is the thing that that grows a Facebook page exponentially the most. And so, you know, figuring out that type of stuff um, and then just constantly just seeing what's working, what doesn't adapting and changing and just finding inspiring stuff that that has that kind of viral quality about it and um, and and sharing it. So, yeah, that's kind of how I have been growing the page and maintaining the page. Um, I definitely think I'm kind of at that point now with Facebook where I'm just, I'm just a bit tired of Facebook and Facebook algorithms and stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of, I just don't care anymore. Um, and so I think it's more about, um, yeah, maybe, maybe posting less, um, but just things that I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, focusing more on the content, the, the, the production content rather than the page. Um, and then also just um, trying to bring together the community of people right. that support each other and like help each other out. So it's really just because I, I really want to dive deep into like your your why behind it or like the way that it, you you dreaming it up in, inside of yourself. So it's it's a lot about why and bringing people together and kind of forming the, the tribe of people that that want to see an uplifting world. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the why for me is more. Um, I, I want people to f find peace. I want people to feel joy and be happy and um, live their lives and pursue their passions and, and just have it just, yeah, be joyful. And so it's providing content that helps to mentally get them in that place. And then also with the production company, just and with what I want to kind of start doing more of now is just more practical advice on how to achieve these things and how to do these things. Um, so yeah, that, that I think is my why. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, finding joy and finding peace are, are, I think it's, it's so interesting because the more people I interview and even, even when I have conversations at the dinner tables or, or wherever else I meet people, it's so ingrained in almost all of us that peace and joy and love, they're not just esoteric terms that we throw around. It's like really, truly what we want to find. It's really, truly what I think we're here to express. Totally. And somebody said yesterday, yesterday to me, I do these Facebook lives on the page, um, be, be peace. Hmm. Um, and I was like, yes, yes. But how do I do that? Do I just say peace, be love? Like how, do, yeah, I, I am love, but I just, but sometimes it's, I, uh, I, I don't have that feeling. And so for me, it's like, what are the practical ways that we can find these states? Um, and, and I say find, it's already here. So maybe the word isn't find, it's um, have an awareness of. Yeah, totally. Feel and embrace and hold love, peace, joy, all those things. Cause they're all here already. So we don't need to find them, they're here. How do you unlock them? How do you feel them fully? Um, and that's kind of the journey that I'm still working on. Totally, I think that's an everyday um, practice of becoming aware and conscious of what's inside of us, right? <laughs> uh, remembering yeah. of, of kind of who we truly are yeah beyond just the, the human the human vessel mm. it's, it's really interesting to me because we've talked about consciousness quite a bit as when when we first met as well like maybe we can dare to go there in this conversation so do you feel consciousness and the way that kind of we're perceiving this world but also um, we're expressing this world do you feel consciousness in itself has a direction towards more love or to for us to be love Um, I would say consciousness is love. I would say consciousness. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to talk about these things from a mind place when it's something so esoteric that like that I, I can't even, my mind can't comprehend. So how can I put it into words? But, um, but from my understanding, um, and my experiences, hmm. everything is, is love. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think energy, life life existence spirit 
God, like love. I think it's all kind of the same thing. Consciousness. What is consciousness? I don't know. (laughs) But I definitely think, yes, it's drawn to love. Perhaps it is love. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm with you on on the, it's a very broad topic, which kind of escapes our minds at times in the sense that I don't want to pretend like I I know uh, the answer from a human perspective. Yeah. But I feel like when we we have these notions that are like, yeah, like all that is is love or all that is 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 consciousness or God or whatever word um, resonates most with you. And I feel like it's very interesting to observe that in the human journey we're on, um, we, we kind of are connected with that and we feel it and we express from this place and there's a place of self-expression. And then we have moments when we're totally not connected with that, where we know from experience, all we really need to do is, is go back and connect. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's almost like this like love grid or this like awareness or consciousness is, is omnipresent and always there. It's just laid out for us. And it's a matter of, are we able to, to do the, this, the, like the work, the, the basics, the morning practice, the, the morning pages, the meditation, the yoga, whatever it is for you or the nature time or hugging the tree to um, every time we're kind of deviating from that uh, grid into, I'd call that the ego experience or the experience of like, um, the monkey mind right coming back and remembering okay so here here we are again um this was we don't need to count but this was time 15 today that i needed to remember because i feel like for me it's 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 like a steady on and off right like, mm. there, there are days when i feel invincible but then within the day i have a five minute little tantrum in my mind where i'm like oh my god, oh my god. you know so so i like i think that's the reality of being a human in 2018 and i think it's our kind of trajectory um to help each other, including those conversations. And that's really why I, I love talking about it. Not because it's important to, to share, I know this or you know that. It's really more about admitting that this is a journey we're all so connected in. Right? And it's a journey that everybody listening um, can, to a degree or other, uh, relate. Agreed. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we're all going through that journey. Definitely. Cool. Well, let me ask another question about you. So we're all going through the journey of love, we just said. How, um, I, I know, so I know you, you called out on, on uplifting content to help get help finding Ioni a boyfriend. Yeah. How is that working out for you? Yeah, I did a find Ioni a boyfriend video in which I called on the collective uplifting content community to um, <laughs> help me out. It's not been going very well. Um, I didn't get many applications um, and a lot of the applications didn't have pictures. And for me, I think in a relationship, the difference between a friendship and a relationship is, a, is intimacy and, and attraction and it's like a sexual relationship. Otherwise it's a friendship. Um, and so for people not to send pictures um, was weird because then I was like, well, how do I know if there's a, a, an attraction there? Um, and then the, with the ones that did send, there were some really lovely guys, um, that sent some really great messages actually, but it's so difficult. I think for me, it's like when you first meet somebody and then there's a connection and there's a spark, um, you can't get that online. And so I see people and and I don't feel anything. They seem like nice people, but I don't feel anything. And I'm like, do I pursue this? Even though I'm knowingly not feeling anything. Um, they seem like a lovely person, but I, I mean, having a boyfriend isn't about just, you know, meeting a lovely person. There has to be more to it than that. I don't feel anything seeing that. What do I do? Um, and so, so yeah, it's been um, really, really lovely. Like I love that. I love that guys have just stepped up and like gone along with it and just sent me a message. Like it's a random bloody thing. Um, and it's kind of ballsy just to send me a message. And, and it's interesting because like normally guys don't ask me out. Um, I've got a friend of mine who's like a very successful actress. She's in like a big TV show right now. She never gets asked out either. I never get asked out. Um, and so it was nice that um, that people are like stepping up and doing that. And, and what I've got from the whole experience is just being more, just being more open and honest about what you're looking for and where you're at and what you want. And I had like a few friends like send me messages, like half jokingly, half serious. I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure what it was. Um, Reach out and be like, I'll be a boyfriend. And I'm like, really? Do you want to be though? (laughs) (laughs) But it kind of gets people, um, it got people, um, yeah, just taking notice. And I don't think there's anything wrong in, 
declaring what you want. Um, I would like yeah, to have that. The opposite, right? like to have that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's from observing it from, from uh, the outside. I, I was like, oh, wow, this, this is unique. This is new. Um, it almost felt like I, I told you that on, on, on um, by a message, it almost felt like a, a Black Mirror episode. Now you're like using the collective, the tribe that's kind of formed around your content to say, you know what, guys? help me out over here uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so yeah. that's why i'm curious to like to see how how this really um plays out in reality and i guess yeah i mean it's 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 not it's not easy i i've personally never even um used an online dating uh, app or service because it, it just isn't the way that 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 kind of world works for me yeah uh, all about like the, the the moment of meeting somebody uh, who's in front of you and being like oh wow there's a lot more going on than just my mind saying you're a pretty person. Yeah. Uh, that that moment really, which we call, I guess, chemistry or, or connection is, is truly like an indicator for me. And I don't know, yeah, I don't even know how I would be able to um, just via a Facebook profile or, or a, a Tinder profile or whatever. Like I, I, it would just be a complete different realm of my being that would make the judgment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's all very, it's all very shallow. The, the, the interesting thing that I find is it's so very rare that I meet a guy that, that I have that feeling towards. Um, it just doesn't come around very often. And so I think for me, it's about um, putting myself in situations. I had a friend that said to me the other day, you know, I only, I like to go trout fishing. So when I go trout fishing, I go to where I know there's going to be a lot of trout. <laughs> and I was like, that's genius. It's such genius advice. And so it's like, you know, if, if I want to meet somebody, where are the a type of guy, where are the places that the type of guy I want to meet? Right. Um, and just go out and start doing the things that um, I like doing, um, the, something that a guy that I would like would like to be doing, and just going out and connecting and having experiences. And so that's kind of my focus now is to, is just getting out in nature. Like I need it so badly um and I just kind of want to make a weekend habit of it of just sort of being out and connecting and exploring and hiking and camping and doing all that kind of stuff so I'm excited cool. for that how does it how does it work for you living in, in Los Angeles you go all the way out to the desert or um yeah I'm going to Joshua Tree this weekend which I saw you were at recently too yes I loved it it was bizarrely like a moon almost like waking up and walking for like sunrise in the desert is like where am I like this feels like a, a different planet you know where did you stay in the park yeah in the park for how long just two nights amazing two nights no cell phone sleeping on the ground um kind of char charging back up that that was amazing yeah yeah I love it I love so it there's a boulder for all of you who are climbing or bouldering like that that was what we did we went hiking and then kind of um stop for, for some bouldering action yeah excellent what's a good hike i do ryan mountain all the time but i want to do a different one this time did my you... first time i was in a group of 10 people um i did not remember any of the names <laughs> i'll figure it I out i have those two modes right like my mode is either like i'm in charge and I, I need to like know what i'm doing or i'm like oh i'm part of a group these three guys are already wanting to be in charge so you know <laughs> be in charge <laughs> yeah. guy also in charge I'll just be the yes guy today. You know? I'm the same. I'm the same. Like I can definitely be a leader, but if you want to do it, just go for it. Because <laughs> there's nothing worse than um, five of us trying to do the same thing and then um, kind of getting yeah. hung up in that, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, so that's my 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 uh, plan of action for 2018: going out and being um, being in nature. Nice, and that's kind of where the the, the boyfriend topic might might meet you again is that is that what you're saying yeah maybe maybe um and interesting like I, I don't know like with relationships too I think that um it's such a funny one like I think you need to be in such a good place with yourself to be in a relationship because I realized with the emotional state that I'm in right now a relationship would not work um because I'm feeling very vulnerable a bit lonely um a bit like not good with me and so for a new relationship with that I know that I would be putting on a, a lot of pressure on a, on a person to, right. to meet me to comfort me to to spend time with me to make me feel better um and that's not fair so um so yeah I think that it, it's it's probably a good time from for me not to, to to still be single while I like work on myself you know yeah self-love and um really truly not just saying it but but like experiencing it is i think that's the remembering we just talked about um, a couple mm -hmm. minutes ago is 
remembering that when it, it goes down, it's like, oh, these are just, they're all just thoughts. Let me just press pause on the thoughts. And then when triggers happen, I mean, it's even worse, right? Like the thoughts kind of catapult you into a place. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a healthy mix of, of a little bit of both. I think self-love and like being at a good place with yourself is essential. Mm -hmm. But then also from the experience I've made over the last 10, 15 years and um, being in relationships, being out of relationships, I guess it's, it's also like when you are with somebody, like really truly understanding is that person um, a friend, a, a good person with me, or is that person truly like a complimentary match right somebody who like sees when you're down like okay that you're down i'm not gonna judge you right now mm -hmm. yeah. let's see what you actually need to either get back up or to be alone and figure it out or, um like you, you know what i'm saying so like your friends would would listen to you and be like hey i only i think you need some coaching or you need to see a, um, somebody who can help you with that or hey come here let me give you a hug right so uh, i guess a relationship that that is truly unconditional love um kind of does the same the same thing for us where it's like a, a true friendship, but it embodies the the the, the complementary opposite to to who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's important. I was at a Tony Robbins event um, recently, and he was talking about relationships. There was a relationship day, and he was saying about that there needs to be polarity in a, in a relationship between a feminine energy and a masculine energy, and it can be the feminine energy can be in a man or a woman and you can this can be in same-sex relationships or um straight relationships and um, but there needs to be that polarity and it was really interesting because because you're saying something similar um but yeah yeah i agree well let me switch the topic another time as we're kind of um coming to the close of our hour here um random question if you had 13.7 billion dollars tomorrow 13.7 so like just beyond, beyond, beyond what's possible maybe today. What would you do with it? Oh, wow. Um, I would make sure, I would provide housing for everyone um, so that everybody has a house. Um, I don't know how much 7 billion and I would have, I would have everyone on a basic income um, so that they can pursue their passions. Um, there'd be healthcare, education um, for all. Um, and then maybe, because I, I know, because it's, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a tough one because I'm, I'm totally down for like the basic income thing. But then it's also, you know, do if everybody's, ha if, you, if you get everything, then what happens to people that don't want to do anything? And actually, that's fine. That's fine if they don't want to do anything, as long as they're like mentally stable. But yeah, housing, that's what I would do. Yeah. I make sure that there's housing for everyone and that everyone is, yeah. And then education, education and healthcare. Um, education will be about everything. You're not just like banging home about um, maths and English and sciences. It would be people could, in school, you could learn piano if that was your thing or violin or languages or whatever, so that we could tap into the, could you imagine if every human being had the opportunity to live their life to their full potential? Could you imagine? There's so many genius kids oh, yeah, that live in that. South Central LA that don't get a chance because their parents are in jail and they're raised in the foster care system and they go to a school where there's like no budget, but they're a friggin' genius and they don't get the opportunity to shine. Like, but could you imagine if every single person got to shine their brilliance? That's what I would do. Ooh, amazing. I can, I can 100% imagine that, Ioni. There's this quote, I'm gonna paraphrase, this quote from Buckminster Fuller. Um, who says every child is born a genius and it's the process of life that de geniuses us right I, I really truly believe like we are yeah. all actually born geniuses in our very own unique expression but that's kind of also the like the the subtitle to the the tribe we met in is like empowering and encouraging all individuals to express their full uniqueness into the world totally totally yeah there's a really great ted talk as well for uh, about how school kills creativity did you see that one it's i think it's the most popular ted talk um yeah yeah, yeah. like every the kids have so much like imagination and ideas and joy about life and then they go to school and they're taught no that's right that's wrong this is what you should do stand in line just follow orders be a robot <laughs> yeah i think this is kind of the age we're in, in in 2018 is that it it's becoming more and more like obvious and as we're tapping into these aware moments 
individually in conversations like this and conversations uh, all over the internet um, in, through inspiring videos and then also through research and data that like we are not production factors. We're not meant to be production factors. And in fact, actually, we're really bad production factors. There's there's machines and robots that we can build that are much better production factors than most humans. Yeah. So our true role is not to be this like menial task creator. Um, maybe if it's an, an like a manufactured artisan like craft, that's a different story. That's mm -hmm. a creative expression itself, right? Mm -hmm. But we're we're truly here to creatively express. And I want to kind of ask a follow-up question. Like you're you're saying education, right? And you're it sounds like you're thinking mainly of young children and kids. But what comes to mind for you when you like match UBI and you said like, well, as long as people are mentally sane or as long as they're not like doing nothing and like, which is the main argument people go to when they think universal basic income, right? It's like, oh, but what if people don't do anything? But how does that come together with education? Like, do you see that there could be a connection how like, it's fine to start with a universal basic income where we're at now, but it's up to us to kind of create what, how we re-educate ourselves and everyone, what it would mean to live in a basic income scenario. Um, are you saying that we need to have, are you saying that the that, that adults need to be educated for that, for that, for that to work? Well, it, well, it's almost, yeah. I think it's almost like whenever I go there, I'm like, well, if I had a job for 20 years, right, and I'd lose it due to automation, let's say I, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer or I'm a truck driver. Um, I think those are the two jobs that will, will be automated. Like, uh, Did you say a lawyer? Yep. Law, law is one of those that can be done by, by machines and algorithms um, quite a bit more efficient than, than, uh, than by humans. Wow. Right? It's one of those jobs where we thought it's going to be there forever. But anyway, I'm, let me not predict the future. Let's see what happens. But what I'm saying is let's say you've done it for 20 years, right? And then overnight or over the course of a couple of weeks, you're out of your job. I think it's probably just natural to admit that person like a transition period and be like, hey, like obvious, like you've been doing this for 20 years. This was like your, your education. You've been driving trucks for the last 20 years. Like, I don't know what you should do next. You don't know either. But the question really becomes like, what is it that you want to contribute? Yeah. Yeah. So I think then education should be an opportunity for people. Um, yeah. Like if somebody's out of a job, then giving somebody a, a degree course in something or, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's like, what's the point in education if everything's going to be automated anyway? Like what are we, what are we learning if machines can, that's the thing that really stresses me out about technology when things know so much, then human beings stop trying. If you've got like machines that, play piano like who's gonna who what humans are gonna learn to play the piano if you've got machines that to translate languages for you humans aren't gonna learn to to speak different languages you don't need to and so that's a, a crazy thing about technology where we think that it's freeing us but it's actually like crippling us because it's making us completely useless <laughs> like at what point do you stop teaching kids to read or write because they don't need to and then what happens um so anyway i don't know i don't know i think that um I think yeah, there should you should have the opportunity to to try things and do things. But I think that I think that when that time comes, um, who knows what people will be doing? Hopefully, being creative in whatever way they want to be creative in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, this is this is usually um, my last question, and um, I, I'd love to see your spin on it. So you just said um, we we don't really know what's going to happen next, and let's have let's hope that people can creatively express right. Um, so what would be a world of the future where we don't, let's just assume for a second, we're not having the same problems as right now, but we actually, let's just, for the sake of this question, assume we, we found a way that we are able to honor the genius that's inside of everyone. What could a world like that look like in, in 20, 50, 100 years? Do you, do you see that there, there's a possibility for that? Yeah, I definitely like to, I'd like to hope that there's a possibility for that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, where everyone was sort of, yeah. I mean, I think if everybody was allowed, was sort of expressing themselves and sh shining and, and doing their thing, I think it would be beautiful and joyful and peaceful, hopefully. Um, yeah. Cause I think, I think that's the problem. A lot of people are dissatisfied with life because they're not, 
they're not living their true potential. They're, they're a, a machine, they're in the rat race and the rat race isn't fulfilling. So if there's no rat race and you're just living purposefully and joyfully, then that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. I hope that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Same over here. I think that's, that's what I wake up for every day is, is kind of making one step closer towards that and, and hearing the perspective of, of everyone else that's out there to see um, what could those next steps look like. And I, I guess there's no really right or wrong answer to any of these questions. It's more like we're, we're making it up as we go. I, I truly believe the meaning is made by us looking at life. You know? Yeah. 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 I like that. Well, cool. Ioni, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for kind of diving deep on like creativity, self-expression, consciousness, talking about what it takes to ask the crowd. Like, I, I really love that you did that, by the way. I think it's, <laughs> it's super bold of yours to be that vulnerable, that open to be like, hey, guys, find me a boyfriend. And then, <laughs> and then actually learn and see, you know what, I, it didn't really work out, but I'm, I'm learning. So at least I'm learning. So thank I got something you. Actually, a friend, um, like a friend did... Uh, recommend a guy friend that I've been talking to a lot so maybe that could work out from the video so I think people people that I have met now are a little bit more like oh she's looking for that so yeah I think it definitely could work in a roundabout uh, <laughs> it will work at some point it will yeah wonderful well thank you for being on uh, on the show thank you for being here with me for the last hour my pleasure it was fun great talking to you as always I hope you loved this interview as much as I did. I had a lot of fun with Ioni on the line. You guys make sure to follow Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, either on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. And if you feel intrigued, join us. Join the community on Facebook, Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And shoot me a message. I'm always happy to hear from you as a listener and know what else you'd love me to talk about and who else you'd want me to have on the show.